Welcome to the next podcast by SLC Biz, the podcast that helps connect students at St. Lawrence College with peers, professionals, and other influential individuals. Each episode, we will discuss topics that are relevant, knowledgeable, and encouraging to the students at SLC. Hi, and thank you for joining the next podcast. Today on this episode, I have Carly Hudson with me. She is a accounting alumni from 2017, and she's currently the financial manager at the Department of Medicine at Queen's University, and she also runs her own tax accounting business. Hi, Carly. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, Do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, So like you said, I'm the financial manager at the Department of Medicine at Queen's. I am actually also pursuing my professional accounting designation on top of that. Uh, I also volunteer at the Kaluta Buddha Center in Kingston. Um, I do a lot of their bookkeeping uh, for them because I like to volunteer in some capacity and try and give back to the community. Um, So I'm pretty busy uh, just in the accounting world. I live with my husband out in the country uh, where we enjoy many hobbies like hiking and kayaking. Uh, But my favorite hobby uh, is competing in agility competitions with my dogs, Sadie and Bo. So uh, I'm pretty busy, but uh, I enjoy I enjoy everything I do, including my work and taxes and everything. So it's I'm just always having fun. That's good. Yeah, you do sound busy, but like <laughs> like you said, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, then that's uh, that's awesome. Going back to when you were in school, what are some of your best memories or accomplishments from your time at the college? I made a lot of really good friends in college, um, and I met a lot of incredible people, many of uh, whom I actually still talk to on a regular basis. One of my best memories was probably in third year. There was a group of us that went to the provincial accounting competition in Toronto. uh, And my team, we actually ended up coming in first. We were quite shocked because it was definitely something that was out of uh, our comfort zones. Uh, We had to present a a case to a very large group of people. But I actually still had a lot of fun and really glad I did things like that. Like I really tried hard in college to push myself to to do things that I wasn't maybe super comfortable with, do more present presentations and public speaking. And I'm really glad I do because now my job does require that I do do presentations to large groups of people and they don't bother me anymore. I have no nerves anymore. It's very easy for me to go out and do it. And I actually really enjoy doing it. So definitely glad I, I did things like that when I was in college. Yeah, that's great. I know that I also try to get involved in things and it's a time for me to kind of like an opportunity to explore different options and, you know, outside of what I would normally want to do. (laughs) Were you, uh, besides the um, counting competition, were you involved in anything while you were at the school? I was, I actually had your job when I was in third year. So I got, I got to do uh, all the event planning with my coworker at the time with Lindsay. Actually, her name was also Lindsay. That's funny. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, we used to plan all the events for third year and we did orientation and stuff. And that was a lot of fun um, and a lot of work. And, but again, I met a lot of really cool people um, and it allowed me to go to a lot more of the events, I think, than maybe I would have had I not been a little bit more involved. Um, I was actually also on the co-curricular advisory committee. I don't know if that's still around or not, but uh, I was on that when I was there and that was a lot of fun. Um, and I also tutored uh, students in uh, years underneath me. I like to teach people and stuff that's that's something I might consider 
way, way down the road when I have a little bit more free time is I'd love to, I'd love to teach part-time on the side. Maybe once I'm done my schooling and everything, I think that would be kind of interesting to do because of all the networking and stuff that I was involved in. Like a lot of my tax clients are people that I met through college at networking events and several of them have referred their friends to me. So like my client base would not be anywhere near as big as it is if I hadn't met all those people. So uh, definitely glad I got involved in as much stuff as I did when I was there. Yeah, I definitely am finding out how important networking is. Uh, even though I'm only my first year, I've definitely experienced already how important networking is. Um, do you have any advice? Um, I know you've kind of given a little bit of advice already, but do you have any more advice for students? Um, apart from like getting involved, do something that you like. Like you're not necessarily going to end up in a career that you love and that you're wake up every morning and be just so excited. Like that doesn't, that doesn't get to happen for everybody. Like, and those things that are super passionate about, those can be your hobbies. Like I would love to be a professional dog agility (laughs) runner, but you don't, there's no, there's, that's actually not even a job and you don't make money doing that. So that just has to be my hobby, but I enjoy what I do and I enjoy accounting. So because of that, it makes, it just makes life a lot more enjoyable and never feel stuck. Never feel like even if you've started school and maybe you're two years in already and you go, you know what, this really isn't for me. You're never stuck. I did two years of a biology undergraduate degree and I was miserable. I hated (laughs) it. And I, after two years, I went, nope, this is not what I want to do. So I quit. And I am so glad that I did because then I wouldn't have found accounting and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be where I am today. So never feel stuck. And if you want to, even if you get all the way through a career and you're doing that career for a couple of years and you go, I don't want to do this anymore, then look at other things. Like lots and lots of people I know switch careers midway through life. I think that's probably more normal nowadays than to be in the same career for 30 years. Yeah. Some people listening may not know. I was a teacher for a while and um, I guess like I graduated from my first degree. It was about 15 years ago. So (laughs) um, I've gone back because, you know, it was something that I decided I didn't enjoy. So I definitely went back and I'm now in doing accounting and loving it so far. So hopefully, you know, it's a good switch for me. Yeah. It's Um, never too late to start over. Like it exactly. And I remember when I was in teacher's college at that point, they were saying the average, the average amount of time someone switches a career choice in their life is one five times, I think it was five or seven times. So it was quite high then. And I'm assuming it's probably even higher now. (laughs) But speaking of um, finance and accounting, what drew you in? Because biology to accounting is quite (laughs) a different uh, subject area. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I came to the conclusion as a late teenager that the sight of blood makes me um, lightheaded and woozy. So pretty hard to become a a veterinarian when you can't handle the sight of blood. (laughs) So I decided biology because I was hoping to do something in the, like maybe a marine biologist or some sort of stream, come to find out that there's a lot of chemistry involved in biology and I don't like chemistry. So I ended up not one and not finishing. And when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after that, um, my mom was actually the one that suggested I give accounting a try because I've always been really good at math and I've always really enjoyed math. It's just, it was funny. And actually in university, I took my second year calculus course. I was doing quite well in, and I actually had my calculus professor at the time was, came up and talked to me after class one day. And she and I were just chatting about math and how much I enjoyed it and that I was doing really well in the course and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I've noticed that you're doing really well and you seem to be enjoying it. 
She's like, but I want to give you a piece of advice. She's like, don't become a mathematician. And I was like, (laughs) okay, why? She's like, you'll never make any money. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And she even said, she's like, if you decide you want to do something math related, become an accountant. And then my mom, who um, also works in finance, suggested it. So I was like, all right, that's two different people now that have told me to give it a shot. What could it hurt? So I decided to just give it a try. Worst case scenario, if I didn't like it, I could always try and pick something else but I loved it from day one math. I find accounting, even though there's math in it, it's really more of like a language and like learning what the rules are. And it's a lot of black and white versus say human resources or the few human resources courses I've taken. There's a lot of gray stuff. And I really struggle with that. Like I don't, I don't do really well with that kind of thing. So numbers and math and everything just, it's a, makes a lot more sense in my brain. So that's why I ended up where I am now and why I love it. I have to laugh when you said something about your mom suggesting that my mom back when I was like graduating high school, she's like, are you sure you want to go into teaching? Are you sure you don't want to go into accounting? And then look, how many years later? (laughs) Mom seemed to know. (laughs) Yeah. In your career that you've had so up to now, what has been your greatest accomplishment? And then on the opposite end, what has been your greatest struggle? Well, my greatest accomplishment would definitely be landing my current position as young as I am. And the fact that I'm still not done my professional designation was a pretty big accomplishment. Um, I'm super thankful that my boss recognized my abilities and gave me a chance to show her my finance skills. And that's definitely paid off. Um, I'm, I'm doing very well where I'm at and I, I was able to catch on quite quickly and she and I have developed um, a fabulous relationship and I love the team I work with. They're all just wonderful, wonderful human beings. And we all work so hard to help all the doctors that we're, that we work with so that they can give great patient care to Kingston's residents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it feels, it feels good. That, and it feels great that I have a job where like, I'm actually making a difference and like, I can see the difference I'm making and I'm not, there's anything wrong with it but like I've never really been interested in working for like a big for-profit business and just helping like a CEO make all this extra money that's never really been my interest I'm I I like things that are a little bit more philanthropic I always struggle with that word Um, (laughs) so doing this and and working and helping the doctors out with like their research projects and like learning how because doctors are fabulous when it comes to medical and being doctors not so great the finance stuff so I'm so glad that I can help them with their finances and, and help them with their research projects and that kind of thing so that they can make a difference. So it's just, I love it. I love what I do. And I'm so thankful that I am where I am. Oh, that's great. And my biggest struggle actually was would be figuring out what type of accounting I wanted to do. So I started off actually in public accounting um, because I love taxes. Like in when I did college and I looked at all the courses I did, I went, what is my favorite course that I've done? And it was always tax. Tax has always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. But again, and you think I would have learned this lesson in, uh, in, in the university the first time. <laughs> because my least favorite class, although my teacher was amazing, was auditing. I'm really not a big fan of auditing. And so then I went into public accounting because I love tax. Well, the other part of public accounting is auditing. So then I quickly figured out that that was not for me and I did not enjoy it. So I took a risk and I was like, okay, I'm going to try finance because, and then I can always do taxes on the side as my own thing because I still enjoy doing them. And it ended up working out really well. And I, I definitely enjoy the finance a lot better than, than the public accounting stream for sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I haven't quite decided what end I'm going into yet, <laughs> but I like you. I like 
I like the taxes. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. People don't realize you hear accountants and they go, oh, you do taxes. And it's like, there's actually so many different <laughs> streams of accounting that you can pick from. It's, exactly. it's quite a lot. And it's hard to decide what you like best. Yeah. No. And speaking of taxes, because we're in tax season right now, do you have any tips for taxes for the students listening? Um, well, save your receipts, save all your receipts. Even if you have something you're not really sure might be tax deductible, it's better to have the receipt and not need it than to need it and not have it. Especially things like if you're paying uh, a fee to have an exam invigilated, sometimes that can be tax deductible. Um, so things like that. So just keep those receipts. And also too, if you're talk to your parents, if your parents are hoping to claim your tuition credits on their taxes, if you feel comfortable, have a conversation with them because those credits can roll forward indefinitely. So even though you might not need them right now, you could use them in the future. So if they could be willing to, to let you hold on to them, then I would definitely do that as well. Yeah, that's good advice there. <laughs> now, what, because I'm kind of curious, what is the biggest mistake you find people make with their taxes? Oh, there's a lot. Um <laughs> I think the biggest thing is just missing out on deductions they're eligible for um, just because there's so many and there's so many different rules about when you're eligible and when you're not eligible um, that it can get really confusing and can get really overwhelming for somebody who doesn't do this on a day-to-day -day basis. I actually like to give my clients a checklist to help identify as many possible credits and deductions they're eligible for. There's, you can actually find lists online that can help you kind of look through and see what you might be eligible for. Uh, softwares like TurboTax, they don't always ask all the right questions. So things can still get missed, even if you use them. Yeah. So things like that. And if you're ever not sure what to do, as much as it's not fun waiting on the phone for an hour, like I did today with CRA, you can call <laughs> CRA and ask them tax questions. So if you're ever not sure how to deal with a specific tax um situation to mm. call the experts call and obviously CRA is free so you can call and ask them ask them for help so definitely don't it's better to it's better to take a little extra time and ask for help yeah. than take a wild guess and then end up getting audited and turns out you did it wrong and then you kind of become higher risk for audits in the future so um, while you're like studying or like doing a piece of homework you'd always have the whole alumnia in the background and exactly. <laughs> so you <laughs> is quite lovely actually it gives me kind of like almost like a video game vibe it's it's quite a tech, techno nice. music. so it's not as bad that's awesome kind of finishing off with this question um what has been the best advice someone has ever given you that has really stuck with you I thought about this question a lot um I've been given lots of advice here and there but it doesn't usually stick with me very well, just because I'm, I'm very forgetful <laughs> if I don't write <laughs> things down. But one thing that stuck with me, and it was, he didn't ask me what good advice I got, what the best advice I got was good or bad. So actually the best advice that I've gotten that's actually stuck with me was actually bad advice. And I'm actually really glad it's been stuck with me because it's something that I, I think about and remind myself of anytime maybe I'm struggling or I'm just having a hard time and it just kind of motivates me. I actually had a previous employer tell me that and they were trying to be they were trying to be helpful like I I look at where they were coming from and they were trying to they thought they were honestly giving me good advice and they were trying to to be helpful but this is this is a bit of an insight to the generational differences of how people think nowadays but they told me that with my the attitude that I have because I'm very passionate and I'm very loud and I'm very outspoken and I and I 
work really hard and I, and I, I'm never afraid to kind of voice my feelings or, or give advice and, and feedback and maybe if it's not always warrant wanted, <laughs> but, and I never mean it in a mean and malicious way. I'm just, I want to help. Like I have such a drive to, I want to help everyone all the time. So because of that, they told me that because of my current attitude, like if I was a man, I would go so far in my career, but because I'm a woman, it's actually going to hinder my career. And I was very dumbfounded by that advice. And I was like, but that doesn't, it, what? Like it's, <laughs> it's 2020. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't really seem fair, but that was their perception of the world. It really was. And that, that in their perception and their experience, like that's what they believed and what they saw. And so to this day, that's always kind of stuck with me. And now I use it as motivation because I want to really want to prove them wrong and prove them with the world and prove that the world has changed and that a woman really can do anything a man can do. And whether or not you're a man or a woman makes no difference on who you are in your career and makes no difference on if you're a good worker or on how far you're going to go in your career. So yeah, that's wasn't good advice, but it definitely stuck with me. And, and I keep that with me all the time for sure. I like that. Like it just shows that, you know, even bad advice can be the motivation that you need to have that drive to, you know, succeed. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Just that life is short and everyone should have fun. Do, do what makes you happy. And, and as long as you're not hurting anyone else and you're not doing anything to, to negatively impact anyone else, don't worry about what other people think and yeah, just do what you want to do. And push yourself as hard as you want to push yourself and your accomplishments that matter and your achievements matter. I love that. That's a good way to end up. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and talking with me today. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Checked off a bucket list item. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. I'm like, I'm super addicted to them. I listened to like 12 different ones. Well, I am so glad that, uh, I was able to help you uh, check that off your bucket list. <laughs> well, I hope that you have a awesome rest of your week. Awesome. Thanks so much. I would also like to give a huge thank you to the listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share with your friends.